Hello guys. Oh, I mean, do 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 It's Leah's podcast. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have a proper intro podcast song, but it was fun to sing one. So maybe I'll just do that every week. I hope you guys are all doing well this morning after a slightly frustrating week of trying to film in apartment transformation with very minimal cloudy lighting. I decided, you know what? I think it's just time to take a little break. It's not the end of the world. Maybe go back to do this chill podcasting session that I kind of almost forgot about because I was so busy with just keeping on track with YouTube postings and everything that I kind of set this aside and um, after, well actually when I went to visit my parents, my mom, um, back in Christmas, during Christmas, my last day when I had left the suburbs, went to Toronto my train i actually caught up with amanda amanda rachel lee if you guys have been on the youtube sphere she's been on for like eight years she's like the bullet journaling og queen now it's my first time uh, meeting up with another youtuber like content creator and oh my god it was so so nice to hang out and we went skating by the way it was all outside masked um to just share our thoughts and struggles and experiences doing um content creating and as i've said she's been doing it for super duper long she actually told me about how every february or since last year um she's just feeling so much burnout when she was talking to like i think she reaches out to a lot of like local toronto creators so if you guys know asap science they do like those whiteboard explainer type videos on youtube but she was talking with them and they recommended that she takes just like a one month break off and for some reason that totally blew my mind because I was like thinking like oh maybe I'll take like a one-year sabbatical sometime you know like go to some faraway place like become a monk and just do some deep soul searching that <laughs> the idea of like taking a month off never crossed my mind because I was thinking like if I took a week off that wouldn't really be enough time for me to go through anything like transformative to share with you guys or to I don't know feel like deeply improve myself or understand myself more is a better way of putting it I'd say um but yeah I think just ever since she told me about her last year taking a month off in February as like a full-on break no pre-recording no recording really like I don't know kind of blew my mind I was like wait yeah you can do that because you just get into this type of thinking where you're like no I have to post every single week or else like I don't know, something bad will happen, like YouTube will shadow ban, I don't know what, <laughs> what I was thinking, but um, yeah, so this is going to be my first week since summer, July, that I am taking a break from posting every single week, and yeah, it feels good, guys, like I just kind of awakened to that decision this morning, and I was like, it's not the end of the world if I uh, don't put up a video this week like everything's going to be fine and I think a lot of us struggle with uh, I guess ideas of like perfectionism or intense productivity that we need to be doing this or we need to be doing that every xyz amount of time but in reality like if you don't do that or you just take a small break nothing horrible will happen um and yeah, I guess 
sometimes we forget about that like you're still gonna be alive all of you guys are gonna be alive and well like you're gonna go on with your lives and you know it's just man I just feel like speaking with a lot of other youtubers content creators who are feeling so much um, under a lot of stress and pressure I don't think we see like taking a break even as an option but you know like in normal jobs people get like a few weeks off they get holidays off and whatnot so yeah I should I should really consider doing that <laughs> I think even today has just been like so relaxing just well actually I've been doing um I've been pretty good at building my habits if you saw my last video talking about how I started doing this habit journal and like you do these like daily reflections in the journal and these check marks but I just find when I have to do things in like a closed book I really forget about them and I don't reach for them as often so um in December I made this like chore chart for Andrew and I because I was like totally slacking not feeling motivation to cook or wash dishes because again I was like super I guess overworked or like getting really burnt out from um doing editing all week and everything um but it was a system that worked very well I started doing it in my first oh in Germany when I was living in a apartment flat with three other girls and one of them was like super anal about cleaning and everything she bought all these cleaning supplies and then made this like ugly chart not even a chart she just wrote down like toilet paper paper towel like clean this clean that like all these supplies across Across, like lengthwise across the top of a sheet and then wrote her name down underneath each thing and she was like every time you buy one of these things write your name below it because she basically wanted to keep track that making sure like everyone else was buying these household items and I was like okay girl if you're gonna make a list like can we actually at least make it make sense because what is the like writing our names each time we buy something like how does that even properly organize the information make it like visually pleasing to look at who wants to write their name every time you buy toilet paper so like that was like the inner graphic designer in me that was just like uh nah <laughs> and I pulled out my like um grid paper and basically just did this like filling in the box type of system so we would have like page section for toilet paper or like kitchen like cleaning the kitchen and then you'd write your names one below the other and then each time you did it you just fill in the uh, a little box beside your name so you like visually see who's doing more of what who's slacking and it's just a nice system to not have to like nag anyone to be like um so and so can you like do your turn of like cleaning the bathroom or buying this because everyone is like kept accountable very visually so you don't have to like confront anyone about things so I mean it worked really well for me because I'm not very confrontational when it comes to roommates I don't like having any um I don't know I don't like nagging other people like I feel like if I'm in a house well usually when I first move in I like clean everything I'm super motivated um, I organize my own space like I like to have things make sense and then um, if people in the house don't keep that up like it just makes me also feel super unmotivated so like I won't be as good with like keeping everything clean and organized as well but in my last house we did have one roommate who was like she was a little bit older than us and she was always like okay with like bringing it up in our weekly meetings like if ever things were going out of hand just being like like man the dishes like need to be done please don't leave them in the sink and it like I don't know I just don't like being labeled as the naggy mom I guess but 
I feel like when you're older and more like comfortable in your own being you just like don't give a fuck what other people think so I really applaud and admire that about her that she was just able to be straight up but anyways well totally got sidetracked um so I made the chore chart for us in December really to motivate myself but it worked guys okay it fucking worked and then um in January since I started reading this habit journal it was like a book slash journal but um I just felt very motivated because I'm someone who like I'll have a big goal but then I'm really bad at like sticking to it and you know carrying out these small actions because it is hard when you have this like long vision like oh I'm gonna be super fit or I'm gonna be like a yogi pro or uh, I, I don't know like oh be fluent at this language but then when you do these small tasks like it, you still feel so far away from reaching that goal that they can really be easily brushed under the rug but I think having this visual system for me that's interactive like I fill something out and oh both of these pieces of paper stuck on our fridge by the way that helps so much like seeing them every single day every time I want to eat and it's in a positive place okay like I love the kitchen I love our fridge because it contains all the yummies so it's not like in the bathroom or certain dirty corner you don't want to look at okay that's like so key but um we made a habit tracker for both of us like we don't always necessarily want the same habits but we'll put them in like if one section is for like learning essentially it'll be called like for Andrew he wants to code and I want to learn like Korean this year so it'll be coding slash Korean and then I have his little bear symbol drawing on his and then below it I draw a little rabbit and then we just fill in the the little squares or this is in a bullet journal page that I ripped out but yeah we just fill in little squares and it's been helping a lot and this month, I really want to focus on setting a good morning routine for myself because mornings are so important. It's like the time for you to, you know, set up your mood, feel good, not be stressed and pressured by things that don't really matter, and just like get off on a good foot, you know? Because I think I've spent a lot of my mornings rushed. Like, I wake up like at the last minute that I need to wake up to go to school to attend my like online lingo to class or whatever I don't like waking up in advance and um I think long term wise it really can build up a type of like a lack of consciousness I guess when it comes to like your intentions like how you face the day like you're not always like a hundred you're not bringing your 100% full self to the table when you don't like prioritize yourself in the morning so my habits were um and the book like it recommended us to do like a cue an action followed by a reward and the action is basically the habit you want to have but the cue is like what's the thing that's gonna like set you off to do that habit you know because I think that's something I didn't have before but my cue for waking up was um alarm rings or I, I put my phone in the living room or like at the front of the door for robbers to rob me quickly I'm kidding but um I'll set my phone really far away from the bed and then when it rings it forces me to wake up and move actually 
if it were just me living alone, I would sleep through my alarm because it's not super aggressive. I guess I would have to use a more aggressive one if it's just me, but since Andrew's also here, he'll hear it too. <laughs> so evil, I'm waking him up as well. Um, and he'll just be like, if I don't move, he's like, Leah, go, turn off the alarm, hurry up, go, go, go. And in the beginning, like that, I needed that. And then, you know, after like the second, third, fourth day, I was like getting up pretty quickly to go turn it off. Um, and then some days I would still go on my phone, scroll a little bit, or like watch a little YouTube video, or like a little K-drama short, you know, video on YouTube or whatever, because oh, they're so, they're so addicting, I love them. Um, and then, oh, my reward, so the cue is the alarm rings in the living room, the action is getting up to turn off the alarm, and then the reward is a nice hot cup of tea, so I'll, you know, like turn off the phone and i'm gonna try going forward to not like start getting sucked into my phone um or just spending less time on my phone but then i'll go uh, fill up the kettle press boil go brush my teeth come back cut up a little slice of ginger put in some goji berries sometimes some rose dried rose flowers and just you know oh also last time i did a little dash of brown sugar that was really yummy and yeah, and then I just start my morning, okay? Oh wait, no. So the second habit, my morning habit, is while, so Q is drinking tea, and then the action is um, journaling or reading. Um, and then the reward is, wait, no, no, wait, what? Okay. I need to go read my freaking habit journal because that's not what I wrote. My next thing was supposed to be... Ah, I'm literally recording this podcast on my phone, my voice memos, and it's really nice. Like, I feel like this medium, voice memos and medium, makes, like, having these conversations so easy because I don't have to, like, you know, set up a camera and, like, look at a camera. Sometimes that's intimidating. kind of fucks me up, you know. Oh, okay, sorry. So my cue is the alarm rings at 7 a.m. Then I get up to boil hot water. And my reward is to read journal while drinking tea. So honestly, I haven't really been reading while drinking tea. Sometimes I journal. Sometimes I like, just, like, read stuff on my phone, which I'm, haha, should not be doing. Or, you know, bit by bit, we're going to change that. And then... Habit two is to, the cue is finish my tea, and then the action is start qigong or a yoga exercise. And I started doing um, this qigong, it's called qigong meditation, that's literally the YouTube channel, but it's like Shaolin qigong, and it is so good. It's just like a daily ba duan jing, like the eight brocades um, sequence movement, but it's like, the moves that he does is like anana next level i feel like it's way more legit and it just feels so good it makes your body feel really stretched and also meditated to like start the day so that's nice and then some other days i also did isabel page's daily um yoga routine and i love watching isabel page on youtube she's like lives alone in the mountains um like built her own like tiny home and is just like such a freaking positive person like watching her q a's like answering questions it just makes me smile and it makes me feel more happy and positive but anyways um yeah so the action is to start 
qigong or yoga exercise and then my reward is to eat a yummy breakfast and it's actually like so key to put a reward after your habit because like i mean i don't know about you but i love food so i'll be like oh i want to eat something and then like after i drink my tea right oops sorry creaky floors um and then i'll be like oh no i can't eat until i do my qigong or yoga so i did that um or that motivates me to put on the qigong or yoga video which are like really enjoyable and joyful enjoying to do in like the moment but i think it's just the action of starting it is hard so the reward part is very key and then my third and last final habit the cue is eat breakfast and then my action is to study korean like i could be reading from this book that my friend lent me or maybe watch a short video or take notes and then my reward is a snack or lunch so i haven't really been following habit three super well because usually i eat my breakfast and then i like to get started with um whatever like video filming or stuff that i need to do to just seize the few daylight hours that i have uh but when i don't have videos or editing i study korean and then the past few days i've also studied sometimes like at night i haven't been doing it every single day but i'm like happy with my little routine and where i'm going with that so that is exciting and then today like for the first time this week or the first time in like four or five days i didn't do it like and you know what <laughs> like i feel like it really affected my day and my mood guys <laughs> um when i woke up because last night i don't know i was just feeling a lot of stress from the apartment video because i was like i didn't like the clips i filmed they're shaky like uh just like not being happy with my output and i don't want to rush a video and put out like a mediocre type video because i'm not going to be proud of that work either so um rather than being like oh don't be perfection or just like lowering my standards and putting out a rushed video i'd rather just like yo take a little self-care few days to relax and then you know revisit that project next week so that's what i'm going to do because there's supposed to be a bit of sun not even full sundays but it's like cloudy day and then there's like a still little sun emoji peeping out of the clouds so i don't know i have hope um but the weather forecast is changing like every single hour so we'll see we'll see but i just feel like i need a break to tackle it with a bit more of a better mm, energy i guess like less anxiousness i know i'll make a better video that way too for you guys but yeah, I thought this little podcast heart to heart would be nice for this week too. And also, you guys can rest your eyes while you, like, I don't know, get a little bit of this Leah's Field Notes Friday content. I hope you're resting your eyes. If you're not resting your eyes, look far away. Gaze out the window and focus your eyes on something very far away, preferably green. And, you know, just let it rest a little bit because when we look at things that are really close to us for a long time it is really bad for our eyes because it strains them and that brings me back to a cute little memory when we first moved to vancouver or burnaby um we lived in this <laughs> really sketchy but pink small apartment and from the balcony you could actually see peaks of like snow-capped mountains in the distance which i totally took for granted that like 
that's something you can see in Vancouver. But I remember my mom would always like make me go outside and like look at those mountains because she's like, oh, like you need to rest your eyes. So like go look at that (laughs) for 15 minutes. And yeah, just like a flashback just happened where I'm like standing on this little porch looking at snow mountains. Yeah, I don't know. But I'd share that with you guys because this these sessions are just, I guess, uncut, candid me blurbing about stuff but but this morning i did post a video about oh my god i am actually jumping so much around but i was literally oh not video i posted an instagram asking you guys what topics or questions that i should address i'm just gonna pull that up right now um but yeah back to the morning habits thing basically last night i was like listening to this sleep subliminal not even like it's not subliminal you can hear it. it's like it's called motivation for everything and you just like listen to it in your sleep and it basically is this like english man or accent that's like you are worthy like you are a capable person you are a blah blah like <laughs> honestly the first time i listened to this thing they do like a sleep meditation in the beginning like to get you to like breathe deep like imagine certain things going downstairs and I always fall asleep by then so I don't realize that the rest of the night is just him like whispering affirmative sentences but it'll it's like for eight hours and then in the morning it'll have this little ring that wakes you up so you literally listen to like an entire YouTube video overnight I mean there's no ads or anything but um i only noticed recently that there's this guy who's like speaking to you while you're sleeping so andrew always makes fun of me but last night because he saw i was getting really anxious he was like maybe you should listen to this and i was like okay but then that also meant my phone was beside my bed so when i woke up i just went on my phone and i didn't get out of bed like i didn't climb out of my bed to go turn off my alarm so i need to start doing that again I'm gonna find some good books that I can read before bed, so um, if I do need to wind down a bit, I think that'll be helpful. Or maybe I should just buy the copy of, um, what's the book called? The Things You Can Only See When You Slow Down by Heyman Soonman. Soonim? Soonim? Um, that was a really nice book to read before bed to make me feel calm. I read that in third year? Fourth year? Year I came back from Germany? Yeah, that was really nice in helping me calm down because that house was a crazy house I lived in. Like, it just smelled of, like, weed at night and it was, like, seeping through my door crack and the door crack below the door was so high. It was, like, two inches. I could, I had to stuff my, like, fluffy slippers through the cracks of the door so the smell of marijuana wouldn't, like, <laughs> go into my room because it, I don't know, guys, it's, I'm not much of a weed smoker like I'm I'm not a fan of it It just makes me super super sleepy so I don't I don't like smelling it either it's just I mean I don't care if people around me are smoking it but it's just not my cup of tea if you know what I mean why are we talking about that oh yeah I would read that book the things you see only when you slow down the things you can see only when you slow down it just has short little phrases some are really cute some are kind of quirky because it's translated from Korean and this monk who wrote the book also just has like a great sense of humor so some of his analogies are so funny it was just like a light-hearted but really insightful read so 10 out of 10 recommend <clears throat> my throat is getting very dry i don't talk so much anymore since 
curfew happened, and we don't get to see any of our friends either. Let me fill up some hot water. <sighs> I hope you guys are doing well these days. I know it's super duper cloudy, and I just hope you're being easy on yourself, staying hydrated. I know some of my friends, IRL, who I haven't seen in a long time, a very few of you also listen to this podcast, which honestly kind of blows my mind because I feel like most of my friends don't really like watch my videos or listen to my podcast, but it's really sweet that some of them reached out to me last time and I was just like, ugh, my heart. But I'm sending all of you a big hug and I miss you guys so much. Okay. Um, let us see <laughs> what questions you guys have. Oh, actually, I remember a question that really stuck in my mind. Someone commented, like, can you talk about how overrated it is that, like, people have to, like, find their life purpose? And funny, she brought, or he, or they brought that up because... Yesterday, I went on a walk at night after, like, frustratingly trying to sort through videos for the apartment and just made me, like, so flustered. But, you know, at least I had, like, the insight, foresight. I don't know. At least I was, like, connected enough to understand. I was like, you know what, Leah? Like, step away from this project. Because usually sometimes, like, when I get frustrated, I don't learn or I don't recognize that i need to step away from it you know take a break from it like when things are frustrating but somehow maybe it's because of all my morning meditations or whatever my brain has you know grown a little bit in size and connected some neural pathways that i was like okay i'm gonna go for a walk and i mean it was still nighttime but i popped on my airpods and um listened to lavender's podcast called the lavender lifestyle i don't know if you guys watch her on youtube but she's like one of the first spiritual or inspirational type self-help youtubers that i've like ever listened to oh because she did videos on the KonMari method in first year of uni oh bless her sweet soul i love her so much oh my god um <laughs> but since then her channel's grown a lot and she's just like such a sweet human being you guys should really go listen to her and her podcast but she's in interviewing this woman called sahara rose and she they were talking about dharma um ayurvedics a little bit because um sahara is indian and oh my god is she well i think so i don't know if they said that specifically but i'm pretty sure she is but i don't want to like okay i'm going to search that up i don't i don't want to spread some false information oh it doesn't okay i don't know it doesn't say anywhere but she's a best-selling author and she has um a few published books and one of them has or a few of them i think has all um the forward written by deepak chopra who's also like a super inspirational like indian author um very spiritual as well so that's what caught my attention i was like oh if Deepak Chopra writes her forwards, like, she must be something. So, yeah, that's why I listened to the podcast. And I learned about Dharma, which um, I guess is loosely translated as the concept of, like, finding your life purpose. But really, it's more about, like, what your soul or spirit was sent to this earth 
to do that helps our collective as a whole, if I'm not wrong. I mean, I'm not a specialist, so don't quote me, but that was my understanding from the explanations. And she also talked about how, like, for us, this, like, manifests itself in different ways. So, like, for fiery people, I guess these are Ayurvedic terminologies. I don't think it's zodiac astrology. Maybe it's connected. Um, But for fiery people, like, they have a really strong passion or purpose or, like, dharma. And um, her example was, like, the woman who started Spanx, I believe. And she's just, like, like, that was her life calling and that she was, like, so dedicated to this one thing. And maybe you have, like, friends or people that come into mind who are, like, so passionate about this one thing and that's what they pursue. And, like, it's just, you know, that's their shtick. That's what they love doing, makes them happy, feel fulfilled. And then she's saying for airy people, like, that can change throughout their life. Like, their dharma could be the same, um, spreading knowledge or care or taking care of others or something, but it can manifest itself in different ways. So, like, the, the activity that they're doing to express their dharma will change throughout their lifetime. And then for earthy people, their dharma is usually, like, centered around the role that they fulfill so this could be like a role in motherhood fatherhood or a managerial role and these were also interesting to me because i thought of some of my friends who are fire signs who are really into like graphic design like they go out of the way to like find like cool streetwear brands or like logos to redesign or one of my fire sign friends she was like in school for graphic design then she dropped out the last semester of her last year to go to hair school because like that is some ballsy ass moves that's why i love my fire sign friends so much (laughs) like especially all my aries friends like you guys drop in programs switching programs i don't know how many times or my friend like justin who cuts hair like he loves hair he cuts styles hair in his free time he's like doing his friend's hair or like doing hair for photo shoots and his day job is like literally working at a salon like and he's he's the one who turned my hair pink, dyed my hair for the first time. So bless his soul if you're in Toronto and you need an amazing hairstylist, please go to him. He's so good. Um, but yeah, like I think of all these friends who are like really passionate about one thing or a more of a specific theme or subject, I suppose. And then the airy description I really related to because I think I have a very wide array of hobbies or interests i'd say um but luckily i've been able like in this current stage of my life i found youtube and it's been like such an amazing way to i guess make me feel like i have a purpose or fulfillment um and that i think it's always really important for me to feel like what i'm doing is helping others like when i was working in a studio and doing like designs like I per, like other people could feel that they're helping others but I personally just didn't like I didn't feel it I was like I'm just making things pretty so other people will spend more money on it like that's not that's no that's not my shtick um <laughs> and I think what's really beautiful about YouTube is that like I get to share my own life my experiences or like fun little ideas or things I'm trying out and that the fact that it can resonate with other people and make them feel less alone or just like feel happier or inspired like that is so magical that's so so amazing and i never thought that youtube 
could do that or that I could do that through making videos. So that's been like an amazing thing I've come across. And then, um, what's it? Oh yeah, like earthy people. I thought of Andrew, one of Andrew's friends. Um, Andrew's a Capricorn with Aquarius stellium. So I guess that's earthy, right? Um, and he's like, like, I don't think he has one specific thing that he's, like, ride or die for, but he, like, when I see him feeling really good, really motivated is when he's in, like, these specific roles. Like, when he takes on a role, like, of someone who's, like, more managerial or just, like, has a important vital role in some type of, like, brand or, like, event planning, that's when he's, like, his full force, you know? So I thought that was such an interesting thing that Sahara talked about on the podcast, and I guess going back to that person's comment of like finding your life purpose being really overrated, I personally don't think it's overrated. I think without it, I would just not really feel so much of a drive to get out of bed in the morning. Like, I mean, but life purpose, it can also like just giving given the Sahara's examples, I think it's just important to know that I think life purpose or maybe Dharma is can um come up in different ways for different people like they don't all mean or look the same so yeah i don't think it's overrated maybe ways that it's been presented to you in the past have been like too much of like a productivity like get your shit together type of way and also maybe it just felt rushed like telling people that i need to find their life purpose is like such a daunting thing I don't think you just like go out there and or, like you can't like sit in your room and you know google the internet and like pick out what your life purpose is. I think these are things that um you go through stages of evolution to find something that's really fulfilling for you and in terms of like the airy example, something that fulfills you now might not fulfill you in the future, but they could all have like a similar essence. So I think that's also like another thing that's really interesting to look at. Yeah, I hope that kind of answers your question. And I would I would so highly recommend you to listen to the podcast because I thought it was really, really good. So let's scroll through, look at other people's comments and questiones. How do you deal with anxiety towards the future? Following your passion. How to not be afraid to pursue what you truly want. Dealing with what others expect of you to do versus what you truly want um yeah i think that's something that i've come to terms with through my experience um anxiety towards the future i think that comes across because we have a lot of expectation and pressure from society from our parents um from our peers that maybe we internalize in ourselves and when you don't share those like goals as those around you or like your parents project onto yourself like that can be so anxiety ridden and also i think the need to always know what's going to happen in the future like you you don't you simply you can't like even people who have like such a strict set out goal they know what they want in life a b c d then i'm gonna do this then i'm gonna do that like you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So even if you're super if you're someone who's super super stuck to a plan or you think you have a plan, like I mean, that's great for you, 
but for <laughs> for other people who are looking at that maybe feeling more anxious about it like you don't need to compare yourself to those people because even if you do have a super strict plan like things will always always change like the chinese saying is oh fuck what is it frick anyways i can't remember it because my my mom always said it to me before but basically the saying the proverb is like changes happen faster than plans okay i'm not even gonna try to do this on this live podcast but yeah your changes happen faster than plans so you can't try planning your whole entire life because there will always be changes, things that we come up that are unexpected that will happen. And if you're someone who's like so keen on sticking to a plan, anything that um, deviates from your plan can end up really being like a huge hit to the gut. So I think the best thing you can do is to try and like, you know, understand yourself and do some soul searching, but also to remember that Things will always be changing, will always be different. So maybe that can also be a source of ease if you <laughs> just embrace the fact that everything is always unknown, changing for every single person in the world. Following your passion, how to not be afraid to pursue what you really want, dealing with others expect you to do versus what you really want to do. Um, I think parents are definitely a big source of pressure a lot of the times i feel like i've probably talked about this before i'm not sure but um yeah i think parents come into this world and they have a kid and they have a lot of their expectations that they can project onto you or some parents are just super critical and comparative of their child they want their child this that and of course sure everything comes with like good intentions but i don't think they realize how oftentimes like negative or damaging it can be like i think even with youtube like my mom my dad were like the opposite where my dad was like super supportive and my mom was like just like no go the safe route like she didn't really want me to go through this unknown path whereas my dad was like yeah go for it like you'll become famous or like i don't know my dad's flaw sometimes he just like he's just like yeah like you're gonna be the best like you're gonna be amazing like but (laughs) i think because i'm not used to having that like growing up as a kid because i mean i rarely saw my dad like i think that like overconfidence in me will stress me out because i'm like fuck i gotta like do i have to like be this this that or like do so good and like i think that (laughs) creates a source of anxiety inside of me too so uh yeah i mean nothing is ever going to be perfect i guess that's like the a good way of looking at it and going back to the podcast i mentioned with sahara she also really talked about her experience of like going against the grain of like what her parents wanted strict immigrant parents and i think the important thing to know is like at the end of the day it's your life like you're the person that has to live and experience and go to bed with all the decisions that you make so even if you live a life um, that is according to what your parents want for you, you don't follow any of your curiosities or just like things that you maybe wanted to try in your life, you live according to them, I think you're going to feel unsatisfied. And if you're not happy, like I don't know if your parents can 
like you're as a parent like can you really be happy if your child is upset like even if they became a lawyer became a doctor but they're like living their life that's not true to them they feel like super depressed or anxious and like i don't think as a parent you would ever want that for your kid even if you don't see it in that moment like my mom wanting me to have an office job she wanted the best for me but i don't think she could really understand because she's not me right like she has her own preferences and tastes that only being her in her own body can understand whereas like for me i'm like i love my mom and i look up to her but we're also super different in a lot of ways and just i couldn't live the life that she wanted me to live or essentially the life that she would want to live um like that just would not make me happy that would make me so so upset and I think I would have totally lost purpose to live on this planet if I did. I know that sounds so overly dramatic, but like even when I think about it, I can feel my body heating up and I just want to start crying. Like been through so many crying fits since April when I graduated. Like every time I visited home, it would be so emotional cuz my mom would bring up like, "Are you looking for jobs? Are you applying?" and then I was just like, oh, "Man, it just goes off from there." I'm just such a sensitive bean. Oh man. Um <laughs> but you know, I think it's good. Like some people don't cry in front of their parents and they can't like fully let out those emotions or maybe I guess maybe I'm lucky because I think my mom despite like her wanting me to of her having expectations, she's still a pretty fair person, I would say, even though she has her moments. Maybe it's cuz she's a Libra. I think she's still pretty fair. Um but I think it was important for me to like express my emotions and my frustrations cuz I think each time it just like I would cry harder and harder and I would like really <laughs> I think the final straw was like me break totally mental <laughs> breakdown in front of her and trying so hard to explain why I wouldn't feel fulfilled living this life that she wanted me to mold myself into essentially so Yeah, I think you just have to remember that like your parents' life, that's your parents' life, you know? And then you have your own life. You have your own decisions to make to go forth and so like lean into those passions, like those things that you're interested in. Even if you can't make it a full-time job right now, like still do it on the side. And I think the cool thing that um Sahar is talking about about dharma is like when you're in that or find your dharma, like what you do will not drain you in the same way as other activities for example and like i even noticed with making videos i love talking i love like sharing expressing with you guys sharing like little bits and bobs of my life um but i hate that editing part like i really i don't like sitting down and just like going through all these clips cut 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 like i think i make it a bit more fun for myself because I play with typography. Sometimes I like use a different camera so it can feel a bit more fun and creative for me, but it's overall it's so kind of repetitive when you're doing it week after week. So uh I don't I don't know where I was going with the statement, but I guess kind of comparing like certain things you do, you'll feel less drained by not that like you're spending less time on it like for example yesterday after my walk um while listening to this podcast in the dark i went to the park and i just like built this snow man i mean a bear man a snow bear <laughs> and i spent like half an hour in the park by myself 
Um, making a snowman bear is quite small. It was about like no taller than two feet but i was just like so engrossed in making this like time was not a concept guys and this always happens to me when i'm doing like very hands-on tactile things like when i was like doing ceramics or like drawing life drawing classes like four hours of just like drawing naked people but like i i get like so into it that it's not draining for me and in fact like doing these things can make me feel more fueled and energized of course like if you're doing that to some crazy extent, you'd still feel burnt out. But I think her comparison was saying, like, a lot of these things like self-care, like, you know, taking bubble baths, doing this, doing that. Like, if you're doing a job or, like, a thing that is draining you so much, like, you're going to need to put way more time into these, like, quote-unquote self-care activities because you feel so drained. But then she's saying, like, if you're doing something that you really love or feel passionate about, you know, in a healthy manner not burning yourself out in any way um you'll feel less of a need to like go to like entertainment or like drinking or i don't know what other like lavish um, self-care practices that you may not really necessarily need if you were doing an activity that like really fulfills you and of course like we're all in different stages of our lives some of us are in school some of us have to have a full-time job or Maybe it's not as like plausible to do that immediately, but I think this is a good thing to keep in mind as a kind of guider, guidance to like what directions we want to lean into, we want to explore. Like it's, I don't think it's always like the path of least resistance isn't always bad, I would say. I mean, unless it's like not doing anything and getting, not getting out of bed. I mean, oh, I have those days too. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Let's go back to the Instagram post and see what other people have asked. Mm. Discussing how to decide your career path, because I think youth nowadays, including myself, struggle to choose a career. And people said, yes, please, please, this would be great to talk about. Ooh. I don't, I don't know what to say about this, because I think in my choice for a career... Like I said before, I thought I wanted to go into business school. And then I went to a design school for five years. And now I'm making YouTube videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't know what to say. Like, I think just go the direction that you have more interest in. And I don't, like, I just don't want people to choose things because um, they make money, for example. Or because your parents want you to do it. Let me, I'm actually reading this book right now don't laugh at the name okay it's called creating money attracting abundance it's a book by Sanaya roman and duane parker that my friend mary recommended to me i think it's really good for anyone who has like um fear or scarcity mindsets around money that might like push them off of a path or push them towards a path that they might not necessarily really want to go with this doesn't talk like literally doesn't talk about like like economics of money or anything like that it's like fully spiritual like if i read the back like um the things you learn to do is follow the spiritual laws of money and abundance develop unlimited thinking listen to your inner guidance use advanced manifesting techniques create your life's work transform your beliefs magnetize and draw to you what you want and uh, there's a passage in this book that I actually took a picture of and sent to a girl who had like DM'd me about something very similar. I mean, I try my best to read 
the DMs and answer to ones that I can, but most of them I can't, unfortunately. But I'm just going to share it with you here. So this passage, said, it's in literally the introduction, but it says... Um, Oh, yeah, okay. Finding and creating your life's work will bring you more abundance than any other single action you can take. Your life's work will involve doing what you love to do and will in some way make a contribution to the greater good of humanity. Money will be a byproduct of doing what you love and will flow effortlessly into your life without even much thought. Many of you shun the path of your greatest creativity, joy, and aliveness thinking that you will not be able to make enough money from it. And man... Oh man, oh man, that really hit me, guys. Like, even if it, like, if it weren't for COVID, if it weren't for my friend Mary, who like encouraged me to do YouTube or to revisit YouTube, I like, I don't think I would be here because I was definitely the shunning the path of my greatest creativity because I didn't think I could make money off of it. I was like, no, I need to get a UX job or something because that's a real job and that's a job that makes money. But um. <laughs> thanks to COVID and poor job prospects and also like the stimulus the government was giving us, I did, was not in a rush to find a job that last summer. And I think that was like a really good opportunity for me or a good excuse really to explore YouTube again. And I think because the first time I was doing YouTube, I was like, what was I doing? Oh, I made travel vlogs when I went backpacking. And then um, when I came back, I was just doing like, lookbooks and thrift hauls and stuff but like I didn't I didn't feel life purpose through that like I kind of got bored of it after a while and just stopped doing YouTube um went on my exchange and whatnot uh so this time I think taking that how long is that two-year break almost yeah having that gap being able to spend a year abroad like not ever on social media barely on social media and just really living in the moment, learning more about myself, having better understanding of who I was. I think that really helped me come back to YouTube with a more clear goal, I suppose. No, actually, I didn't even come back with a goal, guys. Hack. <laughs> I didn't know what my goal was. Just wanted to make videos and see where it went. But <laughs> um, I think through your feedback about like how the videos would cheer you up or make you feel inspired to learn a language um i think that made it really clear that i was like yo this is purposeful like what i'm doing has a purpose i don't feel like i'm just you know some ant pushing away at whatever large corporation's goal um yeah so i hope that this excerpt from this book helps you and if you're more interested in it, like definitely hit it up on Amazon or actually not. Ugh, I hate that I had to buy this book on Amazon, but yeah, that's where I got it. <laughs> okay, let's see what else, what else. Oh, also the thing about Career Path is like, it's like just because you go to a prestigious program or actually, no, that's not what I was saying. What the hell was I saying, guys? Um... Just that your career path can change throughout your lifetime. If you're someone who wants to explore different things, like don't feel like, oh, I studied this, so it's going to change forever. And um, 
going back to like my conversation with Amanda when I met her like I actually didn't know that she had dropped out of school because I thought she went to Ryerson for some reason but she started off at like UFT to do business and then she like didn't like it at all she dropped out and then that was the year she decided to like, go full ham on YouTube because her parents were like okay like by fall you have to go back to school um, but that gave her a huge window of time to like just do YouTube, make videos, and then when fall came around, she went to Ryerson, I think, and she didn't like it either, so she ended up dropping off again, but by that time, I think her YouTube had, like, um, been doing really well, so she decided to go for that, and, like, look at her now, she's doing awesome, she's a year younger than me, but, like, super adulting, I don't know, like, she's just flourishing guys she's woke she's flourishing obviously she like all of us have our moments of struggle we're still learning about ourselves but i think it's just a really big testament to like don't feel too stressed about what you study in school um especially if you're like asian parents like you can like i feel like your options are like business engineering law but like don't be afraid to deviate off of that i think if i didn't um have like pressure to find a job in school i probably would have chosen to study languages if i'm being real with you guys i wouldn't have reached for fine arts honestly because like my art education throughout elementary high school everything was just like so shitty in the public school system like no one really took art school art classes seriously so i just never really like i wasn't exposed to like good art essentially so yeah, I don't think I would have picked fine arts, but now I was literally just talking to Andrew about it. I was like, yo, I would love to go back to school for art. And I know you can totally self-teach, but I think I'm someone that needs a little bit of discipline. So I don't know if that'll necessarily be school or residencies or whatever, but yeah, things I will be keeping my mind open to in the future. So yeah, if you're trying to pick out schools right now, don't rush, don't fret. You can change your program. It's not the end of the world. And very likely, I think in this day and age, you could go out with a job that has nothing to do with your program. Like another example of someone who's going through that, Andrew, he applied, he originally was going to McGill in Montreal for political science or something. And then it was just like so intense for him. Like he was really starting to fall behind. I mean, I don't think he's ever been like a super academically into school person. He's like very smart, loves to learn, but um, like reading hundreds of pages a week is like, or a day, I don't know how much he had to read, but it was like not his thing. And um, that was also the year that he was diagnosed with ADHD and he decided to drop out and switch to Concordia to communication studies. He's just finishing his last semester now. So clap, clap, clap. And um he's <laughs> i guess communication there's no straight path of like where you would graduate and go but he had a friend of his who um basically self-taught taught himself how to code and is now like doing developing and all this stuff and andrew started learning about it i don't know last summer or a year ago and he's been like teaching himself watching tutorials and now he's like coding um their school like art matters like ga digital gallery website type thing and yeah that's like the career path he wants to go to now is coding and he's still super into design as well so i think it'll be like design and developing once he graduates so that's super awesome um yeah so basically example that i'm giving you is just like don't 
don't fret too much about the school you go to. I think it's a great experience. No matter what you choose, you will learn something. You will learn about yourself. Even if you choose something that you do not like, that's, that is learning something about yourself. Like, I think that's the thing is like, don't be afraid to try different things in fear that you won't like it or that you'll fail because these failures are going to really teach you something. And I know people say this a lot, but if you haven't experienced it firsthand or a few times, um, maybe you won't fully like resonate with that concept yet. But I just want to say, don't don't be afraid. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see what else. How to be a better communicator. How to be more extroverted when you're introvert. How to talk to strangers, people you meet for the first time better. Man, I was a very shy kid growing up. Actually, no. As a toddler, I talked a lot. Um, I would talk to people on the train. I would make up random stories to tell them. Like those overnight trains in China. Because we would go from like Beijing to Xinjiang. Because that's where my grandparents lived. And it was like an overnight train. And we, I would talk the ears off of like all the other adults like the aunties and uncles in the bunker Mm. but as i got older also being in school i think i just got a lot more shy especially throughout elementary school i changed schools a lot but i think something that really helped me get out of my shell is honestly just practice like let me think in high school i think i was still pretty shy but i started going on these like because yeah i just want to leave this freaking annoying suburb or boring suburb i suppose but going on like trips abroad um going on my first trip abroad which was like a language program and then going backpacking abroad with a friend also like switching schools a lot when i was a kid i think just like these experiences that basically forced me to um learn how to talk to strangers or people that i meet for the first time better like that that practice made me get better at that do you know what i mean and i know like that's a scary thing to head towards but the cold hard truth is like you're just gonna have to do more of talking to strangers and meeting new people if you want to get better at it like you can't i mean there's you can read books about it and whatnot but um i think learning is best done firsthand and like you could read all these things of what other people say of their experiences but you won't know what it's like until you experience it yourself so yeah just go out there go do your thing you know definitely i think doing things by yourself like going on a trip by yourself or even just like going to the restaurant by yourself um going for walks by yourself around your neighborhood like practice just like being okay with being alone and then I guess also spending more time with yourself to like understand who you are and be more accepting and kind of yourself makes it easier for you to present yourself to other people because you know you'll feel more confident and one thing that (laughs) definitely was like the biggest practice push for me was doing couch surfing and it's a website couchsurfing.com i think they have an app now but you basically just like stay in strangers homes woohoo <laughs> and it's free it's a very cost effective way of traveling like the rule is that it has it's free like you can't secretly make people pay you or offer rates like you would get kicked off of the site it's very like community traveler like open-minded um 
But the thing is, like, you just end up meeting people that you would never ever meet through your immediate social circle, which are probably usually people who are like、um, school friends or like people your age who have the same interests as you. So that is just like couch surfing just puts you into this like ultimate gear shift of like being around people who are probably like a lot older than you, or if you're older, people who are a lot younger than you. Um, who've like grown up in a different country from you, who have different living situations, different experiences, and I think, but because they're all like really open minded and like if you're willing to host a random stranger traveler in your house, like you're obviously、um, open minded enough to and curious enough about them to sit down and talk to them. So I think that was also really good practice and learning to get to know people, and I think just being good at like asking questions about them, like being genuinely. Curious about other people makes it easier to talk about them. Like, you know, when you see a stranger, you don't know anything about them, so you're like, "What? Like, you? What do you dream about? Like, what do you? I don't know. That's a weird question to ask, but like, what do you do? I don't know. I don't like asking what their job is either, because people aren't defined by their jobs. But like, what do you like doing? <laughs> I suppose you can ask about that.、Um, when I first came to Montreal, a lot of people like use. Um, astrology is a way of like talking about our personalities or like more personal, intimate, emotional details, and I thought that was really cool too.、Um, yeah, it. I don't know. Ask them, or I remember at this wedding that I like went to. I didn't know anyone, and the guy that was sitting beside me, he's just like so painfully shy,、um, and I would just like try to ask him about like, oh, like what do you do? Like, what's your Job or something, and he's like, "Oh, I like I do ventilation systems or something." I was like, "Oh, like what is that? Like, what do you mean? What what is this ventilation system? And like vents for what?" And he would just like explain more about it.、And、I was like, "Oh, okay. Like I didn't know that was a thing or a job. I mean, we're always learning." And then, um, obviously he wasn't like passionate and like. In love with his job to keep talking about it, but I like started asking him about like what he liked doing outside of it. Still not much of a catch, but he I asked him I was like oh if you didn't like have to do your job what would you do and he's like honestly I would just like get a tiny little boat and like just like float on a pond all day and fish and like read and I was like oh that's like so cute like that's so fun I love that I mean I wouldn't fish if I were him because I don't. Yeah, you guys know,、um, but I was like, "That's really cool. That's like a really calming hobby. Like, I love that for you." And yeah, I think like once you kind of like dig past like the more surface level questions, or maybe just like cut them straight away, I think that makes it easier to get to know people. And I'm sure like all of my friends、um, that I've met in person or in school. Um, through classes, through group projects, like they all have probably had me interrogate them with that similar question, like, "What do you want to do? Like, what's your dreams? Like, I love talking about the future. I love making, yeah, random ideas and whatnot." <laughs> okay, other questions. Wait, how long have we been talking for? Oh my god, we've been talking for a whole hour. Oh man. Okay, okay, okay. Ah. <sighs> I think I should end it here. Do you think I should end it here?、Mm. Last question. I'll just read it. Wild Fern in her says we should talk about saving yourself by yourself and not depending on others to make you happy or to make you feel better. Being independent. 
that is a very interesting point. I think just reading it, I would be like, yeah, girl, like you, like be independent, be your own boss, like you don't need nobody. But when I actually like think about it a little, a few seconds longer, I'm like, yes, it's important to like be independent, be able to like. I don't know, like go do all of these tasks by yourself, go on a trip by yourself. I think it's important not to overlook how community based we are as human beings, like how much we actually do really need each other. Because when I think about tough times that I've been through, like when I was saying I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life after graduating, um, I was feeling really lost. It was through like, um reading words of other people listening to other people's experiences just like on the internet youtube or um yeah having conversations with other people and like conversing so much with my friend that summer like i think it's their encouragement and their experiences that really pushed me forward so in a lot of ways like can we really save ourselves like i think we we're humans that like we need the help of others sometimes you know like life is it's hard by yourself and god i'm gonna start crying so i'm gonna ah. anyways i like it's it's hard it's tough to go through things by yourself i know a lot of you guys are going through that right now and you feel so alone but i just want you to know that you're not alone like there's so many other people who are going through it as well and i think it's so important to reach out to someone to talk to them talk to your friends try to talk to your family um or like someone that you look up to who is like a family guardian parental type of figure to you um it could be like mentors i think it's important to you know like tell people that you need help because that's something i honestly really struggle with and i have like my own moments of anxiety that i'm i mean now i'm like very conscious of them but it's still hard to you know overcome them at times when it's really rough but recently like i decide to sign up to try some like online therapy counseling type thing if it goes well i will share with you guys but i'm like i want to make sure i try it first to get my own honest opinion on it um and it's hard like it's hard to reach out and get help from others because like yeah i i don't know i don't i I don't know if we can save ourselves just completely by ourselves like i think we need other people and even in my darkest days like there are watching like youtubers for example like isabel page her last q a like it made me feel slightly saved if that makes sense and like some of you guys have sent me sweet messages about that to like certain videos that i've posted as well or just to my channel in general and i think like that's so beautiful that like us as human beings we can share our experiences our thoughts and like in ways help to guide or uplift other people so in that sense like mm, it's just uh, we need other people <laughs> we really do um but in healthy ways of course so maybe when she says um 
depending on other people to make you feel better and negatively that could be like depending on a, a partner like if i just depended on andrew to make me feel better all the time that would be so bad that would totally crush a relationship and i think it's important to be honest with them to be like hey i'm not feeling so hot today because someone he doesn't say that and then it just makes me it throws off my energy i don't know why for but if he tells me then i can be like oh like you're not feeling well you're not going through a hot time then um i think it affects my emotions less like it doesn't throw me off as much um he just got home from his walk but yeah i hope that helps and hi and um i hope that this has been a good hour for you guys thank you if you have listened to this point for spending this long hang out with me i hope you enjoy it let me know if i should do more of these or what other topics that you want to talk about and yeah i think i'll be back to posting weekly videos for the next month or so maybe i'll just like do these little short weekly breaks in an impromptu manner when i really need them or when a video just isn't it just isn't coming out smoothly you know (laughs) i think it's good not to force it um yeah and just take a little break for yourself once in a while okay like charge up or just feel good it's not even about recharging to being productive again it's just like having some fun time to yourself guys okay so yeah if you haven't done that today please do that do something you enjoy preferably off screen that has helped me a lot um yeah kisses forehead kiss cheek kiss right cheek kiss nose kiss chin kiss and no lip kiss because andrew's gonna get jealous but (laughs) i hope you're having feeling a bit more at peace now and for everyone who commented saying like asking for encouragement to start your own videos and even if you don't want to do that i think it's so good to like if you're not so much into writing and journaling take a voice memo talk it out you don't have to share with anyone or maybe you can share with yourself maybe you can listen to it a month later because it's fun for me to watch a video of, of me like i don't know sharing some thoughts like a few months ago and then looking back and being like whoa i've progressed a lot since then like those emotions frustrations i've had i've totally overcome them i mean i have new frustrations (laughs) but like i've been able to overcome and like kind of level up um through this pain that i went through so yeah i totally encourage you guys to you know try out something like that or if you want to make a channel go for it why not like you (laughs) literally no risk like what is the opportunity cost you're not going to lose money you're not going to lose a leg an arm you can just record it on your phone like just go for things and yeah even if there was a cost if you really truly want to do it like just do it yeah okay anyways goodbye i love you see you next friday i'll sing an outro for you um <clears throat> have a good bap yeah okay (laughs) i'm gonna gracefully excuse myself now goodbye